Welcome to the Influenced Podcast. I'm Ella Dace, a social media manager and fashion designer. And I'm Bart Dace, a businessman by day, but more importantly, Ella's Insta husband. Together, we run a social media company called Ella Bazaar Creative. We're here to talk about the social business world and the power of influence, how we learn from some and give to others. Welcome to our second episode for 2020. I have been so excited for this one for so long. We've had it in the pipeline for a little while, as you do, you have to plan these things. And I have the most exciting guest with me today, also an incredible social media manager, content creator, and mother to two beautiful fur babies. (laughs) And they also have an incredible Instagram account, of course. Of course. Please welcome my dear Insta friend, Eloise. Hello. Thanks for having me, Ella. Thank you so much for coming. I am honestly so excited. I think you guys will love this episode. We have so much value to give you. Always. So can you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself, please? Okay. I always really struggle with this question. I feel like it's so hard to talk about yourself. But basically, um, yeah, do it something very similar to what you do, Ella. Um, I'm a social media manager, Instagram coach and content creator. So I work with small businesses, mostly here in Perth, um, in the beauty, wellness and, um, did I say beauty? Beauty (laughs) and health industries. Um, And yeah, I just look after their social media. I help with content creation and I also do consulting now as well because basically... I'm at capacity for social media manager management. So yeah, it's cool, but I hate having to say good, like, sorry, I can't help you. I feel bad every time I have to say, sorry, I'm unable to help. But that's why I started consulting as well, because it means I can help more people and still give them the direction and the help that they need so that they can do it themselves. Yeah, for sure. It's such a good idea because that way you can do exactly what you said and you don't have to turn away so many people. Exactly. And I've also got such a good met so many people online, um, on Instagram, yourself included, that I can refer people on and I'm really trusting that they will do a good job as well. And yeah, I, I like that I can do that. I can help others and that I do have people that I can refer people on to as well if I can't help. And I'm so grateful that you have done that for me. Thank you. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) So we met probably just over a year ago. Yeah, I'd say so. First on Instagram. Yeah, of slid course. into your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we went out for coffee with our good friend, Ali. Yes. Who also I met on Instagram. <laughs> How good is Instagram? Like I have met some amazing people who have become really good friends um, and are such big supports to me and my business. Like even my friends that I've had for years just... Just don't cut it, do they? <laughs> they're really bad saying but that, I think it's just they don't get it. They don't get it, no. And I it is hard. I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's a whole new world being your own boss um, and 
yeah, it's hard to navigate at times. A lot of the personal stuff, the emotional stuff that comes into it, as well as just being busy and the sacrifices you have to make and they don't get it. No, they don't. It's really hard. I'm so, like, I know I keep saying I'm grateful, but whenever I have a really shitty day and I can just send you a voice DM and I'm like, I just need to tell someone because you don't have that person sitting there next to you like you would in an office and be like, oh, this just happened. Yeah, but exactly. I can tell you. <laughs> I know, and I'm so grateful for that as well. And it's always like the things that we go to each other about we've experienced as yeah. well. So you're like, okay, this is how I navigated this and it's okay to feel this way. And also just having that person that you can be like, this is not necessarily your fault or a reflection on you. Um, it happens to everyone. And even sometimes clients don't get it. Yeah. So it helps so much having those people you can talk to. And I'm so grateful for you as well, Ella. I wish that you just lived in Perth. <laughs> I actually really love a post that you did a little while ago about how you can support your friends in business and not necessarily by spending money. Yeah. I think that went viral for you. It did. <laughs> I think it was my most shared or most engaged or something like that um, because it resonated with so many people and it was basically five five ways that you can support your friends in business without actually having to spend money. And that could be, you know, just sharing their business with others, referring them. Oh my God, just liking, just liking, commenting. Right? I know it seems, I think on the outside, sometimes people are like, oh, they just want to like, and they want to comment, but they don't realize the help it actually can give us in terms of reach. So if they like it, they comment on it, they share it with their friends, then it actually helps us. It helps a lot. It gets seen by more people. It also just kind of, I know it sounds bad, but kind of validates what we do a little bit as well. Like yeah. sometimes you're just not sure if, yeah, what you're doing is of value or if it, like we put so much time into creating content exactly. and then if to not get a, a like or a comment, um, yeah, you just question whether it was worth posting, I guess. So, Little things like that can help so much. And so let's get stuck into our top tips for your 2020 social media strategy. Woo-hoo! I'm very excited about this. and I'm sure that we'll probably have a lot of the yeah. similar things. So what we've done is we've both made a little list. We haven't showed it to each other and we're just going to go over them and see if we have any of the same ones. I reckon we will. <laughs> and if not, everyone's going to get 10 tips. Exactly. <laughs> um, my first one and my biggest one is to get really clear on your ideal client. Yeah. And the thing is, it may have changed. Yeah. It could have changed since last year. You probably had um, some time over the break um, reflecting on your business. I know that you and Bart definitely did and seeing how things went and what you want to do differently, what you want to change, what lessons you learned. And your ideal client could have changed since you first started your business or you could have pivoted um, I know I have, because when I first started, I was doing a lot of VA work as well. And now it's just social, social media, media because that's what I was doing mostly, but that's what I love the most as well. So for anyone, it's, you have to get clear on your ideal client. You have to really understand who they are, know their pain points, exactly. because if you're trying to create content, you have to be, you have to know who you're creating it for. You have you, to be in their head and you have to be answering the questions they're thinking without even them realizing. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, what's the point if you're just posting, you know, 
random stuff without any kind of strategy or idea exactly. who your client is or who's going to be reading it. Like yeah. it's actually pointless. So that's my number one tip. That's it always has been that I always do when we're creating strategy. The first thing I always do is to make sure that you know exactly who your target audience is and niche down. Yes. (laughs) Not niche niche down, niche down. (laughs) Niche. That's our Aussie accent. Niche. (laughs) I know you hate it when people say that wrong. I'm like listening to a really good podcast and then like niche. Oh, I'm turning you off. Done. (laughs) Pause, stop, I'm out. (laughs) But honestly, if you nail that and it starts with your Instagram bio, if you get that right, then you will attract exactly who you want. Exactly. Isn't that the goal? Like obviously there comes a point where you have to try and engage with your ideal client and kind of get on their radar. But if you're creating content that speaks to them and their pain points and everything that's going on in their life, then you're going to attract them. It makes your life easier as well. Yeah. So my number one tip is to try and create more shareable content. So this resonates back to making sure that you know who your niche is because then you're creating content for them and not for yourself. Yes. So you're creating something that they might save or they might share and then they'll come back to that later, right? So I was going to say 100%. 100%. <laughs> but I can't now because <laughs> it's ruined Bart's forever. Bart's not here. That's his terminology. <laughs> it's his saying. I know. I'm actually going to make a sticker for my next sticker pack that says 100%. Yes, you have to do that. But, yeah, I totally agree with that because yeah. shareable, it, it's pretty much the metric that you want to be focusing on as well in terms of, you know, likes, comments, shares and saves. Like shares and saves are so powerful because it means it's, one, people love it, they resonate with it and they're sharing it with more people. That gets you in front of more people. That come back to you. That come back to you. Mm-hmm. And I, that's how, like, that post we are talking about before with the five ways to support your business, that got so many. It was nearly 300 Holy saves. Holy moly. And I think it was, like, 200 shares. That's incredible. And I was like, wow, that resonated with people, but so many new people found me through that yeah. as well. So if you're creating that shareable content, it's awesome. Like when you get those shares and saves, you're like, yes, I've nailed this. Yeah. Like this is what my ideal client wants. And it's sort of like the likes disappearing is such a good thing because we're not mm. focusing on the actual, like taking the perfect photo, which we're more focusing on creating more value. A hundred percent. Okay. What is your next tip? Um, let's have a look. Um, focus on adding value. Yeah. So... Yeah. Instagram, especially as a business. So obviously both of us, we work with business owners. You need to be adding value because that's what builds trust. If you are putting out so much information, like you're really good at this, Ella, you put out so much value to your audience and that builds trust. Then they want to work with you because they're like, wow, this is what she gives out for free. Imagine how she can help my business when I pay her, like that's pretty much it, but you need to be, yeah, entertaining, educating, um, and just providing that value. Yeah, I totally agree because the more value you give also, the more people will see it, the more people will share it and save it and all of the rest. It's just a snowball effect. It is. It's like, um, inception of all of the things. (laughs) So my second tip is more about your content creation mm-hmm. is to try and incorporate more carousels. Yes. So I've, I have found, I posted one this morning. Good job. And <laughs> yeah, 
So, so far, it has exactly the same amount of likes as it does saves. Wow. Yeah. So it just, I feel like. I saved it. (laughs) (laughs) It's really cute. I know. It's so good. Um, I would never think to the the carousel post that she did. You want to explain what it is? Well, because you can, I mean, you could just go and dot point that in the caption and list them all one by one, but it is so much more appealing for someone to slide across and it's more visual and I feel like, well, they say since 2016, caption lengths have doubled. Wow. Yeah, I know. So That makes sense because mine are so long. (laughs) Well, they're like mini (laughs) blog posts. Yes, that's why I don't really do blogs because I'm like, my blogs are on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this way you can be more creative about your really long caption and take those dot points or those key messages and turn them into a carousel so it's more visual. Yeah. So you can do a mix. So you can do those long captions, but you can also do a carousel. So do both. But, yeah, also with the whole carousel post thing that you are saying, visual content's more digestible. So it's easy for them. It's a visual platform. Instagram's a visual platform. So if they can quickly glance at the the carousels, the actual pictures, and not really have to read the caption, they may skim the caption, then that's going to be easier for them as well. Yeah. Next one. Um, Number three is to be you and Mm. show up. Yeah. It's something like I think 38%. You get 38% more engagement on photos that have you in them or like a face in them than ones that don't. Yeah. And especially now that Instagram's becoming less curated and more about um, the real, the raw and the authentic, which is all happened since stories started pretty much because mm-hmm. people are showing the behind the scenes and the more, um, yeah, uncurated stuff. I'm just going to put them out the back, but it's still recording. Um. Yeah, so the less curated stuff, that's what people are really, really connecting to. So that's why my tip is to be you, show up, show your face, um, and, yeah, get that human-to-human connection because, after all, that's what we all want. We People connect with people. They don't connect with logos. They don't connect necessarily to brands. They connect to the people behind the brands. Um, but that being said... You want to be really authentic and genuine in your approach. Don't try and show your version you think people want to see. Just show up as you. And I guess with anything in life, some people are going to love you. Some people may not. And that's okay. But as long as you're being authentic and true to you, that is what matters. Your turn. Number three. Are we up to three? (laughs) Yes, number three. Okay. So my tip to snowball on from the carousels is to try and do a range of different types of captions. So try to do shorter captions that might drive traffic to something longer, like a YouTube video or a podcast episode where people can put that on in the background and have a listen rather than have to read the whole thing. So like I said, caption links have doubled and I think they are saying for 2020 for people to really write your captions on your computer rather than on your phone so that they are better written. (laughs) But that way, if you have a mix, people aren't going to be like, oh, I have to read this really long caption every single time, you know, and that way you have other content like video content, like voice content that people can sit down and 
play in the background. I think that is actually such a good tip because I know, like thinking about my own habits, there's a couple of people that I follow that always have long captions and there's some that I like religiously am like, yes, I'm going to read this because I know they always provide really good value. But then there's a few that are always long and I kind of get bored. And so now I skip past their content. So I'm like, yeah, if you're having a mix of both and mixing in the video content as well, then you're appealing to everyone. You're also keeping people guessing and they're not going to be like, oh, this is going to be another predictable long one. I can't be bothered reading it. Exactly which is like horrible. I really, I know I do lots of long captions, but I hope that people aren't like, oh, I'm going to skip past this. I love your captions. But I know that, yeah, personally, I'm thinking of like a couple at the moment who she does provide really, really good content, but sometimes you just need some of that lighthearted and less heavy reading in between. Yeah. Mm. Quick stuff. Yeah. Because you don't want to waste people's time as well. Exactly. Because a lot of the time, and that's another thing to think about is like, what day are you posting? What time are you posting? Is it a weekend? People probably just want something light. They want something that's quick and digestible. Whereas, you know, if it's a Monday or a day that they, it's, it's nighttime while they're sitting on the couch, they might have a little bit more time to take it in. So you've got to think about all that stuff as well. Yeah. And what I really like about your captions in particular is that you can really hear that it's you speaking. Oh, yay. <laughs> which is good. But also like when, when someone goes and copies you, I can tell it's you. <laughs> Yeah, you flag so many people that have copied me. You're straight away, you obviously just know my voice and mm. you know my, my language and everything like that. And so you've been like, this sounds like you. And I'm like, yep, that's one of my captions. Mm. So I guess in a positive light to a negative situation, yeah. it's really good that I've been able to create that um, brand personality, I guess. Yeah. But that kind of goes back to my point as well. It's like, it's just being me being me. Yeah. I'm writing how I talk. Exactly. And that's exactly how people should do it. Yeah. Mm. And that actually is kind of what my, um, one of my next points is that yes. to really nail your brand personality, yeah. whether you're a business or an individual um, or a personal brand and influencer, whatever, really nail that. Um, and obviously the easiest way to do that is just to be you, yeah. um, focus on your values and you want to make sure that your values and your main personality points for your brand are coming across in everything that you write and everything that you put out there. Um, yeah, super important. And along with that is to know what your unique selling point is. Yeah. I think especially in an industry like ours or actually any industry, when you're in it, it feels saturated. Yeah. I know that there has been a lot of growth in terms of digital marketing, social media managers, VAs, etc. cetera. Um, but I know that some of my clients, they work in brows. And for them, they probably feel like every second person is mm-hmm. doing tattoo brows now as well. So when you're in it, you feel like it's very saturated. So that's why it's so important to know what your unique selling point is and what makes you stand out against anyone else who's yeah. pretty much doing the same thing on paper. But if you know what your what your unique selling point is, that's super important. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of brands find that hard in the beginning because, like you said, they feel like it is saturated. But all you have to do is start and yep. then you will you'll start to discover exactly who you are. Exactly, and you might... It's also hard at first to really put yourself out there. Yeah, because you're you're a little bit shy, a little bit nervous, but the more you do it, the better. Yeah, it's like anything. Mm. The more you're uncomfortable in it, the more comfortable you get. I was saying if you watch my first YouTube video, it is not the best, (laughs) but I had to do it. I had to start somewhere. 
Exactly. <laughs> With anything we do, don't we? Yeah. I remember like the first time I did a story, I was so nervous. I think I recorded it like 20 yeah. times and now I'm on there like every single day and yeah. I, I show up without makeup on or yeah. with my hair a mess like yesterday I had like puffy eyes because no, I've been crying so cute. <laughs> and like yeah it just is one of those things that you yeah you get more comfortable as you do it it's like with anything though yeah okay next one is <laughs> to use stories to dive yes. deeper into your captions so if you do write a shorter caption then you can elaborate on that in your stories. And that way you don't have to think of the content for your story. You just talk about what you've already done. So you're repurposing that content, but also you can talk about it a lot more. And then if people like that, you can maybe turn it into an IGTV. Yes. Well, that was my next tip is IGTV and video content. Mm. I'm not the best at IGTV, but I'm working on it. I think that again is one of those things that I'm like, oh, it has to be perfect. I'm not comfortable at it yet, but it is. I'm so comfortable on stories. So just save them. Exactly. That's my first IGTV that I did was literally a story. And then I was like, a few people commented and was like, how do I share this? Like, I need to share this message. And I was like, oh, I'll just make an IGTV. Like it can be that easy. So yeah, I think personally, and this goes to everyone, you need to get out of your head and be like, this has Mm. to have a perfect setup with a perfect camera. I need to have it on a tripod. I can't be holding it. Um, It needs to have no filters. It needs to have captions. It needs to have music. It doesn't. It really doesn't. But just think about it this way. Like a lot of people watch stories and watch video content because it's easier to digest. So you might have something really valuable to say and you've said it in a caption, but not everyone has time to read that or it's not their preferred method. So having that array of caption stories, IGTV is really important and video content is just going to get bigger and bigger, especially with TikTok being huge. Um, It's going to be more about the video content and you can just share so much value in video content as well. In IGTVs, it can be tips, it can be tricks, it can be um, your story. Like I'm sure you get this, asked this all the time. It's like, how did you start your business? If you had an IGTV that you could just send people to and be like, this is how I started and it's more authentic as well. It's so hard to write that sort of stuff down in a caption, but if you can just talk freely and be like, this is how I started, this is me then there you go. That's why I did it in the podcast because it's so much easier for me just to say it rather than write it and be like, oh, I don't know, does this make sense? Is this really long? Is this boring? So it's much easier if you do it like this. Exactly. And like you were saying before, repurposing content. Mm, So you've said it out loud, then you can just kind of transcribe what you've said. Like you could turn these podcasts into blog posts. You could Mm -hmm. um, turn them into individual captions. You could break them down in in so many different ways. Like repurposing content is huge. Yeah. And what I do, so I'll do tutorials on my Insta stories and then I'll save that and I'll put that into my YouTube video and then a few weeks later I'll post that YouTube video onto IGTV. Amazing. See? Easy. It doesn't have to be hard to create content. You have to work smarter, not harder. Yes, that's my goal for this year (laughs) actually. (laughs) My my next tip is just to make sure that you are like, like repurposing all of your content. So my strategy for this year is to plan out my YouTube videos, plan out the topics for the podcast and then integrate it. Yeah. So they all connect together instead of having to think about new things all of the time. I've created a plan for one. I've created a plan for another one. 
and then I just knit it all together. That is such a good tip, like yeah. to plan it out. Because I think that a lot of people struggle with that. I, I, that's obviously why a lot of people get social media managers because yeah. they're like, I can't think of content. I've got no idea what to write. And they get overwhelmed. But if you've got a plan like that, you've got a strategy and you're like, okay, so how I can how can I repurpose this? How can I? And that's the thing. People, one person that's listening to your podcast might not read your Instagram captions. Exactly. Someone who's on your website reading your blog might not be following you on Instagram. So if you can yeah. repurpose it, and reach more people, then it just makes sense. And I think don't be afraid to post about something you've already posted about. Yeah. Because not everyone reads all of your posts, but also something that I heard really clever the other day is how many times do you hear the same Beyonce song over and over and it's stuck in your head (gasps) and everyone knows the lyrics because it's Beyonce and they yeah and they said that you should do that with your content. So I think you've, you've talked about this, having your content pillars and like repeating those over and over so that they are remembered. Yes. Mm. I love that yeah. analogy. Beyonce's the best. <laughs> she is. And that's so true because you don't think about Beyonce and be like, oh, I'm so sick of hearing this, this song. You're like, yes, now I know the lyrics and yeah. I can sing to it and dance to it even more than I was before. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. Is that 10? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more things written oh, yeah. down. Go for it. Well... I think, and I'm, I think that you might have, you'll be on board with this as well. Mm. Something that to really focus on, people have such different opinions on this, but influencer marketing mm. and user-generated content get amongst it. Like yeah. it is going to be huge. I've read a statistic somewhere that it's going to be like a $20 million or it might have even been more than that because it doesn't seem like enough. It could have been $20 billion, Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's going to be a $20 million industry next year. This year? This year. This year. <laughs> yeah, we're in 2020 now. Um, and, yeah, it's just going to grow and grow and grow. And I think a lot of people assume influencer marketing is just girls in bikinis and mm. spruiking brands that they don't actually believe in but that's why micro influencers and smaller influencers are really really important just because they don't have that hundred thousand number or million number it doesn't mean they're not influential to their peers um and you'll probably and you do find that I feel like this could be a whole podcast influencer marketing I'll try and keep it succinct because there's so much to talk about um but yeah, you'll find sometimes the, the people with smaller followers have more of an engaged following who mm-hmm. trust them more. That's exactly what I've said in my next YouTube video. Yes. Mm. Okay, everyone watch <laughs> Ella's next YouTube video because influencer marketing is going to be huge. And if, especially if you're a product-based business, it's like obviously when you're engaging an influencer, there's a few different ways you can do it. You might gift them, you might pay them for a post, you might get them on board as an ambassador. So they've got like a contract. There's a lot of different ways to do it, which I'm sure you talk about in your YouTube video. But um, yeah, it's advertising in a much more authentic way. So you need to choose the right person. And when you find the right one, it can do so much for your business. Yeah. I feel like some of the brands that I've worked with, I already use their products. So when you go and do a campaign with them, it's so authentic because you actually genuinely love their product already. And then they're just asking you to create content. It's perfect. It's amazing, isn't it? And Mm. that's the same with me. Like I've started working with a few brands as well. And it's because I've already used their product. And obviously they've, it's helped them in some way. Mm -hmm. They can see the value of having someone who genuinely loves their product. And that's one of my tips for if you want to 
enter the world of becoming an influencer, then find the brands that you want to work with, buy their product, try their product, start creating their content already so that they want to work with you. Yeah. Because then it's authentic. Exactly. Very mm-hmm. true. But yeah, influencer marketing is just another huge thing that you, yeah, if you're a business, especially product based, definitely be getting amongst it. Start finding the right person that fits with your brand, obviously, but it could do wonders for your business, get you in front of so many more people that you wouldn't be in front of otherwise and just get you that, um, yeah, that reach that you didn't have before. Yeah. I think it was Tony Robbins. He said, if you want to influence people, find what is already influencing them. (gasps) Yeah. Good old Tony. He always comes (laughs) up with bangers. (laughs) So motivational. Okay, we'll do one more and then we can talk about some trends that we think are going to come up this year. Yes. So I'm going to talk about TikTok. <gasps> yep. So I have been using it for Ella and Jackson for mm-hmm. a little bit and it's proven to at least increase our um, page visitors, which mm-hmm. is the first step to creating a warm audience. So that's already helpful. And I started on the weekend for Ella Mazur Creative. Awesome. And like I said, I'm repurposing content that I've already done and just speeding it up into a one minute video. So I'm using the tutorials that I've already done, the content's there. I'm just making it into a small little bite-sized video, but TikTok is going to blow up. Instagram has already released a competitor app and I feel like it's going to be, it's only a matter of time before they buy them out. Don't you reckon? They buy TikTok out, yeah, probably. Like they buy all their competitors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that I had this conversation. This is definitely a, a tip and a trend. Mm. Um, I had this conversation with someone when it first, obviously it's been around for a while, but when yeah. it first started to blow up a few months ago, maybe like four months ago or something, mm. and she was like, I don't see how it could help businesses. I don't see what the point is. And I was like, are you serious? Like think about Instagram when it first started. No one would have like like go back to 2010 when it first started. 10 years ago. 10, a decade ago. (laughs) Like no one expected Instagram to be something that businesses use now. That's the main use of it. Like obviously we're all on it as a personal, for personal accounts as well, but we're consuming business content and product content all the time. Yeah. And I was like, at the very least, it's getting your brand out there. It helps to establish your brand personality and it gets you brand awareness. And they're really fun to make. Like yeah. they're, they're quick, they're fun, they're, they're more unfiltered, so it's more raw, more authentic. They're fun to consume too. Yeah. <laughs> I have consumed a lot of puppy videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you keep saying I need to get Bodhi and Mila, which are my golden retrievers. They will actually go viral. I think they would too. And, I mean, the content's already there because yeah. I'm recording them every damn <laughs> every day. day. Exactly. You just need <laughs> to put so the cute. cute. You need to do the one where they put it in a bun. Put it in a bun? So they, uh, someone throws a scrunchie at them. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden their, their ears are tied up in a little bun. Bodie will hate that, but it would be so <laughs> good. So cute. <laughs> I think there's another one where these two golden retrievers are trying. I sent it to you. They're trying all the different foods. Oh, yes. <laughs> that would be cute too. <laughs> and they were so Bodie and Mila personalities. One was like just eating anything and everything. And the other one was like, no, none of us about any. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about what you think is going to be on trend for social media this year. I think um, video content mm-hmm. is going to be huge, which totally aligns with TikTok. It aligns with um, IGTV as well. I think people are going to start consuming that more. Um, So I definitely think that is one. I think 
now that IGTV has released series as well mm-hmm. so that you can post shorter ones, but this is episode one about this topic and people can actually get notifications when you post episode two. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a big thing. Yeah. Um, I also, like I did mention, I think influencer marketing is going to just get even bigger, mm. but it's going to be more than micro-influencers. Yeah. Um, obviously the the larger influencers still have a place, but I think businesses are catching on that yeah. the micro-influencers probably... They get more value, more bang for their value. buck. Yeah. They get it so much cheaper because yeah. these micro-influencers, a lot of them would just be like happy to be gifted. Yeah. And... Yeah, because a lot of the time it's probably products that they already use, so they're happy to be gifted or they're a lot cheaper um, and their audiences are, are more trusting of them because mm. they're not and not every single post is a, a sponsored post. Yeah, exactly. I think when we first started Ella and Jackson and we first started engaging with influencers, some of them were charging so much. And this was like four years ago, five years ago. I think I paid... And I was super excited because I was fangirling hard for this this particular one. I paid her $1,000. For one post? For a post. <gasps> I got in so much trouble. <laughs> From Bar. <laughs> so it was like thinking? no more influencer marketing. <laughs> and did it work? No. No. We got, because this was before a time we had, before there was insights. So oh, yeah. we got a lot of followers and that's it. A lot. Yeah. But that's it. No conversions. No return on investment. Yeah. And if you're a business... Um, a small business spending a thousand dollars. Imagine <gasps> if you spend a thousand dollars on an ad right now. Oh my god, you get, you get quite a lot. Yeah. Or if you found the right influencer, now you have all the statistics. You would get so much. And that's it. That's a really hot tip for any business who's thinking about influencer marketing is to get their insights. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask. If they don't want to give it to you, then that's a red flag. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, and there are little sneaky ways that you can kind of figure out mm. if their audience is genuine or not. Like social anyway. Blade. Can you type in people? I'm not sure. Maybe. There's, um, I discovered one recently that's called Share My Insights. Oh, yeah. And it's a Melbourne-based company. And they, rather than, you know, how Instagram, you only get seven days of mm-hmm. insights, it shows 30 days. Oh, and good. it also breaks down their audience specifically to what city they're from. Yeah. So if you go to someone and who's got, you know, 50,000 followers, for example, and you're like, and they're signed up to share my insights, you'll be able to see what percentage, well, not even percentage, actual number. So an actual number of people who are from a certain city. So if they've got a lot from India or somewhere like that, you'd be like, "Mm, did you buy these followers? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's very transparent, but yeah, obviously don't be afraid to ask. Mm. That is your right. You're about to give them a product or pay them. Like you need to make sure there's going to be return on investment for you and that it's actually going to reach the right people. Yeah. But we have had like the complete opposite end of the scale where I've spent a lot and we've got double than investment. So it's definitely worth worth it when you find the right one yeah research is key isn't it for everything for everything everything. yes (laughs) i'm thinking that one of the big trends so going back onto tiktok and how it's so real and unfiltered i think a lot of people are starting to do that just with their feeds as well Mm -hmm. and just having it more real more unfiltered obviously all the airbrushing is like way way out of the window it's gone thank god yeah (laughs) No, ain't nobody got time for that. I just hate, it makes me sad mm. when I see 
photos that are so obviously airbrushed. Mm. I will admit that I have removed pimples and stuff before because especially like earlier this year I had a real struggle with my skin. So I was like, I didn't want to have my acne on show. So I would remove a a spot or something like that. Mm. But when you see people that are literally so it's like, where are your creases? Where are your cheekbones? Where's everything? It's just like a doll or you can see that they've altered their bodies. And I'm like, why? Like it's not a good message for other people who are consuming that content as well. Yeah. So I totally agree that that is going to be a huge thing. I was actually doing some image sourcing for one of my clients and going through all their tagged photos mm-hmm. and there's this one and it is, I, I don't think the girl has even noticed that her hand is so distorted. Oh, no. <laughs> and I, like, I, it, it, I didn't see it straight away and I was going to use it and then I was like, oh, my goodness, where is her hand? <gasps> it's just gone. Oh, my God. It's like a bad Photoshop job. Do you remember yeah. when, like, magazines yeah. started using Photoshops and you'd, like, find models with extra arms and yeah. stuff? But she didn't even have to. She's so perfect already. It sucks that that is the way yeah. it's come. Like, people think that they have to alter their bodies and or their their faces mm. or whatever to be seen more beautiful yeah. and it's just and so I agree that the trend this year is it, people are gonna go away yeah. from that and I really hope for the sake of society and for young teenagers and um yeah kids that are because gonna otherwise they'll think that that's how reality is exactly which it isn't and a lot of the time like there's, there are people who can see it. Like mm. I can see it from a mile away, but a lot of people that are really ignorant and yeah. they think that that's it and then they start to compare themselves to it, which is just so unhealthy. But yeah. I think in general, like people are just going to, not even just like the body image side of things, just people are going to be more authentic, less filters, mm. um, less editing of their photos and just go back to basics. Yeah. It's going to be like the, the new trend is to be retro. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Although I love Lightroom and I just love... <laughs> I love editing the photos, just the, I love the colours and things like that. And that's the only thing I do. Yeah. But I I, really enjoy it. Yeah. If you enjoy it and if you, like I pretty much don't, I've started using some presets um, Mm. more on my personal account than my business account. I literally just edit brightness and contrast because I like it to be just as natural as possible. But then I see feeds that are using presets. I'm like, it's so pretty. Like yours is so nice. (laughs) I just love the colours to pop. Yeah, and that also is a creative thing. Mm. It's not because you want to look a different way. It's because you're like, yeah, you want to make the colours pop and you want it to be more visually appealing in yeah, in a creative way. Yeah, exactly. Okay, what's your next one? Do I you have any more? I didn't write any more trends down. What no. have you got? I just thought that there's something. Instagram has to do something because it's their 10-year anniversary. <gasps> of course. So they October, will do something. So some, so stay tuned yeah, for that because they'll they will do something big. Yeah, because like you were saying before, they released their counter to TikTok. Mm, what's it called? Hang on, I wrote it down. It's um, when real, I, real. Yeah, I real. I think uh, reels. Reels. Like, that's right. Yeah. And they were going to release it in Brazil first. Yeah. So yeah, I think. That is obviously they're going to try and grow that. Well, you think about IGTV when they first released it. Mm. That was a full lot. It was because they released the separate app for it. Yeah. Which was silly. Yeah. If they, Especially if their goal is to keep people on the platform, why would you release something to take them off? Yeah, exactly. So I think 
yeah, that's going to be something that will come on to Instagram and it will be mm-hmm. something extra. But, yeah, so true. Their 10-year anniversary, they'll do something yeah. big. Yeah. You can just see Zuckerberg and his little minions working mm-hmm. away, brainstorming <laughs> right now. Was it their, their big presentation last year? They released so many cool things. Yeah. So there'll be something cool. Yeah, definitely. Stay tuned for that. Okay, I think that is all we have time for today. Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I think that was super, super valuable. I I think everyone will enjoy it. And before we go, if you guys haven't entered our little giveaway, then please do so. All you have to do is write a little review on our iTunes account. And if you're not on it, then you can head over to the podcast app and do it there. And what you win is some AirPods donated from Morgan from Slumber Chat. And they're signed. And they're signed. <laughs> <laughs> He's touched them. <laughs> His groupies will love them. <laughs> so please get on that. And thank you so much for listening and we'll chat with you in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.